Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that's back, folks. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who moves his body like a cyclone. Okay, yeah, that's me, Ryan Newman. (laughs) And by the other brother, who is one wild cat. That would be me, Trey Newman. Was that acceptable to you, Ryan? It was a little bit better than your ACC one, since that was a little repetitive. But uh, All right. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, Well, today we're going to get into our Big 12 preview. Uh, But first, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at CFB Bros. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash college football bros. And uh, check out our sponsor, Ryan. Yeah, our sponsor, MyBookie, uh, MyBookieAG, if you go online. Uh, so winning season is back here at MyBookie. Um, it means doubling your first security deposit. So you go up, you put in a thousand, they'll give you a thousand of extra to play with. Uh, so just sign up now and take advantage of that offer. Uh, they have a super contest. What is that super contest? Uh, it's simple. All you have to do is just pick five like NFL games against the spread each week. Uh, and you have a chance to win like up to a hundred thousand dollars in guaranteed cash prizes. So, uh, might as well take an opportunity at that. Um, but the best part is, you know, my bookie has thousands of bets, uh, to choose from, from all over the NFL slate, NBA playoffs. You get live betting championship futures, pretty much every play that you can think of uh, is waiting at my bookie. So just make your pick now, win big, collect the extra cash, um, use our promo code uh, CF Bros. So that's capitals and just CF Bros. Um, and double your first deposit now. It's a no brainer. Um, so your winning season begins now uh, at mybookie.ag. All right. And I got to get to the other one part here. They have oh, that. We got more. Well, yeah, they got, they have like a. Thing here that's just coming up for the Kansas City. So just kind of like in honor of the Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl. And I guess it's really just a thank you from from mybookie.ag. You can bet on the Chiefs coming up against the Houston Texans uh, on September 10th or on Thursday, September 10th. And they'll be plus 54. You get them plus 54. <laughs> the big point spread. Big point spread. Okay. They're actually favored, Ted, but they're going to give you plus 54. So it's kind of just like a thank you. Only six games in NFL history have been decided by more points than that. And Safe to say, Patrick Mahomes and company aren't going to lose by 54 points. So uh, you could bet up to 50 bucks on that. So just do it. <laughs> Why not? Free money. Free, Free money, money right there. It's not going to happen. There's no way they're going to lose by 55. <laughs> it would I never happen. So. <laughs> so take advantage of that. It's only at uh, mybookie.ag. So that's pretty cool. Great. Okay. Uh, let's get into our first segment here. And it is Call Me Crazy. So go ahead and start us off, Trey. You got it. Call me crazy. It's a great graphic we've got there too, yes, by the way. Yes, if you're watching on YouTube. <laughs> nice Call- little emoji. Yes. Call me crazy, but the Big 12 has the best quarterbacks of any conference. So I don't think you're crazy here. I'm I'm actually going to agree. We uh, we ranked the, the quarterbacks in every conference, every Power 5 conference a, uh, a couple months ago. And I think at the time we were saying it's pretty solid because... Outside of Kansas, and I guess now outside of TCU, that now that Max Duggan is maybe um, out for them, every team has a good quarterback. I remember Skylar Thompson from Kansas State was ninth on our list at the time. Yeah. 
he's pretty good. So the fact that he ended up ninth on our list, I think, shows the the strength of the. And when you look at the other conferences, so Big Ten is is pretty weak in the lower half. ACC same with them. Pac twelve just kind of weak overall. And as far as the SEC, you could argue that Brock Purdy uh, from Iowa State, Sam Ellinger at Texas, and even Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma, each of those guys would be the best quarterback in the SEC if if Rattler works out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. You okay. know, I, I am personally just think the SEC, I would probably give the edge to them just, just a little bit. Um, I know Big 12 has some good, some good ones, no doubt, and they put up some good numbers, but I gotta say, it's Big Twelve defenses are not as good overall as SEC defenses. It's just a fact. All right, it's a little bit easier to have some success. So if you have those guys that you just mentioned from the Big Twelve going into SEC territory with some SEC games defenses, I think those numbers would be a little different. Take Spencer Sanders for instance. People are giving him kind of credit for being pretty good, but he had 16 touchdown passes, 11 picks, ton of fumbles. He really was average, and now you put up put him up against better defenses. I don't know. And the SEC, you got some. You got good quarterbacks. Kyle Trask is good. Uh, he proved himself really quickly last year that he's a really good quarterback. Kellen Mond, uh, I think he's an underrated quarterback. He got KJ Costello just came in. Uh, I, I think whoever starts for Bama, I think Mac Jones. He had, was awesome at the end of last year. So there's a lot of good quarterbacks. I know I'm missing some some quality guys probably, but I, I like the SEC a little bit better overall. Okay. Uh, next one, call me crazy, but I think Iowa State will beat Oklahoma in week two of Big 12 play, and I'll, I'll make my case here. So they get them at home, and it's early in the seasons. OU's new receivers and even Spencer Rattler maybe still kind of working out the kinks, and we'll get to this later, but OU has some important players uh, missing potentially the, the first five games of the season. So Great. I think uh, Iowa State can take oh. them down. Yeah, no, I I don't think you're crazy here. Uh, I mean, just look at the past couple of years. They beat them a couple of years ago, uh, or was that like three years ago now? I think maybe because they beat them in Norman, and then last year they lost in Norman by but just because of the that two point conversion yeah. attempt, right? So they're right there, neck and neck. I don't remember the game in Ames a couple of years ago, but uh, who Me knows? Either. I can't remember that. Um, but anyways, I don't think you're crazy for for saying that. I would say it's got this is maybe going to be their best team ever coming back. Uh, so if I would expect the spread to be in single digits um, and that's more than, you know, capable of happening. So yeah, I, I, I that you're not crazy. Yeah. You're not crazy for that. I'm not saying they're, they're going to win like you, but, um, but I mean, if you're going to beat OU, I feel like it would be the good time to do it is early in the year when Rattler's mm-hmm. getting his feet wet, kind of the team, the defense is maybe maturing. It's going to take some time to, for the whole team to gel since it's, a lot of new pieces this year. So I don't think you're, you're that crazy and I could totally see it happening. Okay. All right. Let's move on to mine here. Call me crazy, but I think, OU will have the best defense uh, in the big 12. Um, You know, if you just think about what happened the last time they were out, you might think that is crazy. Like, OU, I mean, LSU just, it was just JV versus varsity there. It was, (laughs) it was crazy. It was just a horrible, but that was just a microcosm. You can't just look at that. There wasn't a microcosm. You just can't look at the <laughs> aberration. <laughs> well, aberration is the word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally an aberration. LS, LSU was amazing that year, but uh, Oklahoma's defense was solid last year. They took a big jump uh, under Alex Grinch. And I don't think maybe a lot of people maybe appreciated how big of a jump that they did take. They were number one in rush defense in the conference. So I knew they have a couple guys uh, either going to be suspended 
early on, maybe like Ronnie Perkins. Um, and then they have just a guy just opting out, Jalen Redman, who had like six and a half sacks last year. But they still have seven like other starters coming back, seven or eight. So they got enough guys, pieces coming back, especially in that secondary. Uh, they're filled with the experience. So I think that this defense could be the best one in the conference. You're crazy, but you're not you're not insane. Uh, you know, you <laughs> talked about the improvement and yes, they did, but they were improving from like basically rock bottom. Uh, no, but yeah, they, they improved. I, there's no, no you can't deny that. And I will give them I do think they're going to improve a little bit this year. To say they'll be the best in the Big 12 might be a little leap, but uh, they might be the most talented, but still a little raw. They Last year, they started so many underclassmen that you would right. think would take the next step. That's uh, And then they I didn't even hear if you mentioned bringing in the the number one Juco no, Perry defensive and tackle, no. Perry and Winfrey. Yeah. yeah. So that's a key piece. Obviously, that, that can only help. But to me, there's still some other defenses in the Big 12 that I think I like a hair better at this point, at least that are... Maybe at least, uh, maybe a little more proven, I guess I'll say, is TCU, Iowa State, maybe even Texas with some better um, injury luck. So I'm not ready to say or anoint OU as the best D. Yeah, I'm. I'm with Trey. I'm going to call you crazy. I think OU is maybe third or fourth somewhere, somewhere in that range. They've got the upside to be maybe second, but I like Iowa State as as the best defense in the conference. They were last year they were 25th in SP plus defense compared to OU's 48th. And Iowa State returns just as many starters as as Oklahoma. So um I, I think they're gonna be really good on that side of the ball. And I do worry a little bit about, you know, like you said, Ronnie Perkins out for about the first half of the year if that suspension holds up and uh and Jalen Redmond. I mean that's two big pieces from the defensive line that yeah. are not there when they're playing Iowa State, when they're playing Texas. So, yeah, that's, that's why you're crazy. <laughs> okay, that was fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Trey. No, so I, I do we want to start to get into the tiers and the the teams here? Let's so, do it. Uh, I guess, you know, no surprise here. The bros' number one team in the Big 12 is the Oklahoma Sooners. They're over under is set at eight and a half and I'm just going to kind of take this and run and yeah, you just stole the introduction. Yeah, you know, from I'm just going to steal it. I, you know, I'm so, I just wanted I to re- do OU Trey. Oh uh, yeah. Well, you know, I just wanted to get to the team previews really bad here. So <laughs> let's get this show on the road. Oh, you know, we were just talking about Oklahoma's defense. So I'll, I'll touch a little bit obviously on their offense. We know it's going to be great. Um, but the question is how great, uh, Oklahoma, I didn't realize this stat. They're the only team ever to average eight yards per play, and they've done it three straight years. Like that's incredible. Wow. That's um, I don't think I'm as confident that that's going to happen this year. I mean, it, it certainly could, but overall, as a team, I'm actually going to go under on Oklahoma. And to me, it's just because there's some questions. You know, how quick can they make? Uh, Rattler into a superstar. You know, will the production be significantly less uh, compared to years past for OU? Is it going to take them a few games to kind of gel and get going? To me, there's just I don't I like I don't think there's going to be this dramatic drop off in overall production, but there's just enough questions in my eyes where it's like it kind of makes me at least think they do have one of the best offensive lines in football. Not too concerned there. The wideouts though, they lose CD Lamb. Uh, even though, so there's some receivers there, there are, they've got talent, but there's, there's something to prove. Um, you know, I'm still confident overall, they'll put up numbers just based on the system alone. Uh, the running back position might be a weakness. You Trey Sermon transferred away. Uh, Brooks is actually sitting out. 
So you've got some questions there. We addressed the the may, concerns at least I had on the defense. Uh, you know, Alex Grinch got them pointed in the right direction, but they're not going to be confused with you know the eighty five Bears or anything uh, in terms of a defense. Uh, and and the other my last kind of piece on on Oklahoma is I just personally this year I think the top half of the Big Twelve is a little bit better than it's been. I think it's a lot yeah. more competitive, and there's a there's going to be some some chances where Oklahoma can get uh, picked off. So that's kind of why I leaned under. Yeah, you make some good points there, especially the point about uh, the rest of the conference. I really like the the second tier that we're about to get to. But I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go over. As long as Lincoln Riley's calling the plays, the offense is is going to be really good. Um, I would expect Spencer Rattler to be in the in the Heisman race as, as long as he's healthy. Like you say, entire offensive line is, is back. Skill talent is a question mark with, of course, the running backs transferring away, Ramon Ramondre Stevenson suspended for the first five games and then at receiver losing a lot of guys uh even Jadon Hazelwood Jaden Hazelwood might be out for the year with an injury Trajan Bridges another one of those guys suspended for five games at receiver so they're kind of going down the depth chart I mean you've got one third sure thing in Charleston Rambo though the UCLA transfer coming in Theo Howard at receiver should be solid and they recruit well. So yeah, they're going to be fine, but there are, I, I hear you. There are enough question marks with the, with the skill talent. Um, so the question here, by the way, all these teams are playing 10 games in, in the big 12. That's the plan. So yeah, the question is, will OU lose two games in conference, <clears throat> excuse me, in yeah. conference because Missouri state is the non-conference. I think that's yeah. a win and they've gone eight and one. Every year under Lincoln Riley with three different quarterbacks with defenses probably worse than they're going to have this year. So I'll just lean over. Yeah, it's five straight years where they've had one or few uh, losses in conference. So I am going to go over also on OU. I'm not, I, th- yeah, I think the offense will slightly regress, but I don't think a whole lot. Lincoln Riley is just shuffling in guys left and right. Lincoln Riley. Yeah. And, and <laughs> the offensive line is going to be great. So, Whatever losses maybe they have on the outside, CD Lamb's obviously big, but yeah, you know, they got Theo Howard coming in the transfer, so from UCLA, that, that's like you said, that's going to help. Um, I just don't see that offense not being really, really good, and the defense is going to be better. So, yeah, I, I, I they'll find a way to be amazing, and I, I can't go against OU. Can't say that they're going to lose two games in conference. I did want to, I did want to kind of point out just a, a general overthought on uh, overall thought on Oklahoma and the, the kind of the narrative of them just you know getting to the playoff and losing and stuff. It made me, you know, everyone talks about that and that's the the media loves to harp on it that Oklahoma can't win. But I really actually kind of started to think about it. I, I'm going to actually give them credit. They, a couple of years ago, they went to the Rose Bowl, lost an overtime thriller to Georgia. That yep. Georgia team was, you know, arguably could have, should have beaten Alabama in the national title. So no reason Oklahoma couldn't have done that. And then last year, they ran into an absolute buzzsaw in LSU. I agree that the defense didn't look good or hasn't looked good, but I mean, LSU did the same pretty much to Clemson. And so I, mm-hmm. uh, I think the narrative is maybe a little overblown. Like they still are really, really good. Yeah. And even a couple of years ago, the, the one in between against Alabama, that Alabama team had arguably the greatest regular season of all time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and they, so they, they were amazing with Tua and OU, they kind of they hung around in that game. They did. Yeah. They ended up losing, I think, by two touchdowns. And they then Alabama did get crushed to Clemson. But I don't know. That was one game. That Alabama team was really, really good. So I'm with you. I mean, it's there's worse things than than going to the playoff and uh, and losing. Right. All right. So now I'll uh, I'll kind of take the reins here with uh, as we get into 
our second tier. And at number two, we have the Texas Longhorns. So, Michael, are we are we saying they're back? They're over under set at seven and a half. Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm thinking there's this at least a, uh, a decent chance of of backness this year. So, Tom Herman, the, we kind of forget the first two years for Herman were good. Like they were trending in the right direction. Everything was going well. Recruiting going really well. And then last year. I don't think it was that unexpected. They lost so much production from the year before. I think we all went under on their win total. We thought 2019, they're going to take a step back before taking yeah. a big step forward in 2020. So that's, I'm, I'm sticking with that. I'm, I'm high on them this year. Offense should be good again. Sam Ellinger back. Herb Hand does a great job with the offensive line. He's got Samuel Cosme, a great piece to build around at left tackle. They've got a lot of depth at running back. That's kind of been an issue really for them for the past several years. Yeah. I mean, they've got like four really good guys sure um and then the receiving core i actually really like they lost devin duvernay and colin johnson so you'd think i'd be questionable on it but jake smith was good as a freshman last year and the big guy i'm excited about of course is they bring in Tariq black from michigan oh gosh well they they really like him Uh, apparently he's been looking really good in camp they even listed him as the starter ahead of brennan eagles i just saw that two hours ago before we started this podcast Herman's so going to use him better than uh than harbaugh yeah i hope so and then defensively that's where they struggled last year but they were so banged up especially in the secondary they're going to bounce back they return just about everyone up front joseph osai should have a huge year on the edge he had an amazing bowl game last year so i uh i'm gonna go over even with two new coordinators on on both sides of the ball yeah that's it's herman's feeling the heat right now so that that was uh obviously the reason for the moves. Um, But yeah, I'm with you. It's the pretty much the exact same reasoning. We knew it was going to be a hiccup last year. And it's looking forward to a big year this year. It it all starts with Ellinger, man. He's, he's a stud. Uh, Yeah. He's improved a lot over the last, over the years as a passer, Uh, just kind of going align with how tough he is as a runner. Um, The old line, they do have a good coach for man. They, they kind of maybe want to take it up to the next step, improve that overall. Um, But, yeah, like you said, they have some good pieces coming back. So I'm a little bit more worried about the receivers than you are. Um, I think Devin Verne was a stud uh, for them, almost like the CD Lamb for Texas, just like he was awesome. He really, really led the way for them. So that concerns me a little bit. And if you're going to rely on Tariq Black as the main guy, I'm I'm reluctant. <laughs> I'm yeah, reluctant. No, that's but not, I think they're going to be bad. I just don't think it'll be there. That group will be as good as last year. So, okay, you know, maybe. That's not maybe that's uh, they don't need to be and they'll still be a little better overall. But yeah, in the defense, though, they did. They do have somebody sitting out. Um, uh, it was their defensive end it was like Marquez Brimage. Uh, he's uh, was in line to start. I didn't start last year, but he did play a lot. Um, so that's one piece that they'll have to fill. But, you know, they'll be fine as long as nobody no other significant things happen. So I, I think their secondary is going to be a lot better though, led by Caden Stearns. Uh, that guy's a, a yeah. fantastic safety. So yeah, I I'm, I'm high on the, uh, Texas this year. So I'm also going to go over on them. Yeah. It's a sweep for us. We're all going over. I just, I love to back. Uh, yeah, I go over on a team where they really trust their, their quarterback play like Ellinger, even if he doesn't improve at all. I think I've mentioned this before, even if he doesn't improve at all, you know, the production you're going to get and it's, it's great. It's a ton of significant or a, a ton of uh, impact. Like he's just, he's a stat stuffer. I trust him through the air and, and on the ground. And then you got, you bring in like guys like Bijan Robinson, the five-star running back, 
Keontae mm-hmm. Ingram also like there's a there's a stable there to to help yeah. him. Apparently Rashawn Johnson has been looking great in the offseason, the converted quarterback last year who was who was their running back. So yeah, they're loaded. And they just brought in a transfer at running back from uh like northern Iowa or some he was like the D two leading rusher or something. So yeah, they're loaded. FCS. Yeah. Oh, was it FCS? I don't I don't know what you said. Well, northern I said northern Iowa. Iowa, but so I think I was wrong on Northern Iowa. I think it was oh, okay. Some highly high productive guy. Either yeah. way, um, and then you guys kind of touched on the defense. I just love the fact that not only are they gonna they gained production last year, but they also were ravaged by injury. So reversing that this year, it just kind of leads to a, a promising twenty twenty. And I think Herman makes a, a a statement this year. All right, uh, and we didn't bring up the the names I think of those two coordinators. I think Mike Yersich oh. coming in from yeah, Ohio bad. State. And then Chris Ash, the former Rutgers head coach. So, you know, in hindsight, I don't think if I were Herman, I wouldn't have fired the existing coordinators just because, um, you, you know, with the pandemic, it's not really the ideal time to be switching things up. But yeah, they were good hires. So hopefully it works no, out. They're good hires. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, moving on to number three. We're still here in tier two. And it's Oklahoma State. Their win total is set at seven. The over is a slight favorite at minus one twenty-five. What do you think, Ryan? I think this team is going to be very good. They returned almost everybody. I mean, it's crazy the amount of starters that they have coming back on this group. Um, and considering they could have had a couple guys leave early, I mean, talk about Chuba Hubbard and Tylen Wallace. It's like those guys could have gone in the NFL easily. Especially Hubbard it was a little questionable. Like, what are you doing, bro? Go, go, bro. Yeah. You're amazing. Um, but they, you know, they just, they do the, the couple guys they lose. It's like a couple offensive linemen and then AJ Green at corner, um, who was a second team on conference corner. So that is a loss. But I mean, when that's all you're dealing with, oof, you know, you're, you're, you should be good. So the, the offense should be one of, one of the best in the country so long as Spencer Sanders doesn't hold them back. That's the one thing. They have everything you need. They got great wide receivers. Uh, it's not even just Tylen Wallace. They got other Dylan Stoner. Um, they got a Chuba Hubbard. They got all the skill position talent. The offensive line's back. Can Spencer Sanders um, take them to the next level? Offensive line, I will say, in the last couple months, even the last few weeks, they've gotten some bad news. They lost their starting left tackle, Dylan Galloway, to retirement. Awesome. Their backup left tackle to dismissal. Their right guard to dismissal. All starters. Yeah. Uh, well, except for the backup that I mentioned, but their their center, of course, graduated. We already knew that, and the four year starter at at guard, Marcus Keys, graduated. So there's not a couple months ago it looked good, but with those dismissals, it's now at least a little. Yeah, bit of a still mark. three guys like they upperclassmen still, that are starting, like they're you know. But I hear you, and they still have the West Virginia transfer offensive lineman Sills, though, right? So yeah, that was a big big transfer to come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Josh exactly. Sills. So it's still going to have upperclassmen there, and I mean. You know, they're blocking for Chuba. So I, I like them. The defense, it really actually wasn't bad last year. They were 37th in terms of overall defensive efficiency. So uh, with pretty much 10, 10 of those starters back, a ton of playing experience. You know, their linebacking core is solid. Malcolm Rodriguez uh, leads a solid group. And then they have an up-and-comer on that defense, uh, Thomas Harper. He's kind of a secondary, kind of like a Swiss Army knife. He can kind of play safety, corner, nickel, which in the Big 12 is seems like you need a, you need really need a guy like that, um, so he'll he should be a big piece. And hell, you, you got yeah. Colby Harvey Peelback safety stud. He had what eight interceptions last year? I think it was. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. He had. He was. I I, I just think I'm over on them. I, if I haven't said it already, over. I think yeah, they, 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 yeah. They're 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 such a trendy team, and 
usually when it comes to trendy teams, I, I kind of go the other way. And I think I actually am. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me and I could be proven wrong. But don't you feel like Gundy, the best teams he has are the years that you don't really expect it? And just in my eyes, that's just kind of my my feel. I just I'm just a little hesitant because last year when all those big three that you mentioned were healthy, uh, you had Chuba Hubbard, Tyler Wallace, Spencer Sanders. They went five and three in that stretch. I know Spencer Sanders has a year under his belt and he should take that next leap, but still, I'm just a little little hesitant. So I'm I'm not going under just to be against the grain. Um, you know, I I still think they they'll win seven so if i had to maybe i would say push yeah yeah. um you know maybe i'm being unfair sanders has those tools and god he just looks the part and i hope he can kind of take that next step but i just want i want him i want him to prove it to me and i'm 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 also hesitant to ever have a ton of faith in oklahoma state's defense even though they do return a lot of production it's just a a a question mark colby harvey peel had five interceptions excuse me oh got a little seventh in the nation (laughs) excuse me gotcha gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, I'm actually with Trey. I, I'm going to go under two because in order to get beat here on this, if if I went over or if if they're going to go over, they need to go eight and two. And that's with a schedule that includes OU on the road. So I just I think that's a lot to ask. Like I said, I have some concerns about their offensive line. I know the offense is going to be good, but it's just how good, I guess, is the is the question. But that O-line little iffy right now after after some of those defections and then at quarterback, Spencer Sanders, everything about him is good. He he's you know he can run the ball. He he can throw the deep ball well. The only question is is the turnovers. And, and you brought that up, Ryan. Eleven interceptions and five lost fumbles last year. So sixteen, t- and he didn't even play the whole season. And he didn't even they didn't even air it out. You know a ton. He didn't have a ton of passing attempts. I'll say that. So that is a concern uh, enough for me to go under under the seven even though with i'm with trey seven and three is probably the most likely fair enough i i'm hoping sanders takes a, a jump here with the gundy i do too gundy it'd be coaching. fun to watch another thing they have going for them is is they get iowa state and texas at home so that's huge the other fighting for that two spot well mm-hmm. assuming so coming to boone pickens yep all right here are we on to the next one uh yep we got iowa state last team of our second tier here uh, their win totals being set at six and a half, and it's, um, yeah, even money one minus one fifteen both ways. So, Michael, what do you uh, what do you think here on uh, good old Iowa? Oh no, it's Trey. Trey, what do you think on Iowa State? Either way, and I I have a feeling Michael's going to have a similar sentiment, but uh, I'm going over on the Cyclones. I just I really like Matt Campbell. It's almost blind every year. I'm just going to kind of go over just because I I really like Matt Campbell. But no, that he has the program on solid ground. Uh, and this has the potential to be his best team there. Uh, looking back to last year, they lost four games by a touchdown or less. So I'm expecting a couple of those maybe to bounce their way this way. Uh, it was a disappointing finish to Notre Dame. They kind of got routed there in their in their bowl game, but maybe they use that as motivation or for whatever that's worth in the offseason. Good Notre Dame team. It, it actually really was. Uh, but then when I look at the team itself, they honestly might have the best quarterback in the big big 12 Brock Purdy as a sophomore he threw for almost 4,000 yards 27 touchdowns he has a great all-american tight end in Charlie Kohler uh, he was his favorite target they got Tariq Milton who as a receiver last year averaged over 20 yards a catch yeah big play uh, you got you got Brees Hall at running back very solid they have all the skill position talent you could ask for 
the O-line, I will admit, they do have to step it up. They do lose a lot, a lot of production there. And they but, weren't very good. Yeah. That, no, that's fair. But Purdy still produced. Yep. Um, and then the defense, I'm not going to touch on it too much, but they've been ranked near the top of the conference uh, under Campbell every year he's been there. So I feel they're in uh, they're in a good groove there, and they, they should be solid. So uh, we're going to learn a lot from them, too, in their in their first game. They play Louisiana, who's arguably one of the, the hot yeah, G5 teams. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but I'm, I'm going over on the Cyclones. I'm with you. I'm extremely high on, on Iowa State. Um, I said earlier, I think they have the best defense in, in the Big 12. Secondary brings everybody at back, including Greg Eisworth at safety, Anthony Johnson at corner. Front seven has a lot of returning production and even gets Jaquan Bailey at, at defensive end back from injury, one of their best players. And you covered the offense well, Trey. It's it's great everywhere except for the O-line. So, you know, they're not perfect. The O-line is, I think, the one glaring weakness on the team, but I think they're still they good enough better to go about seven it, and three. Though, is what the word is. They actually feel a little bit better about where they were on the offensive Yeah, I know Campbell line. likes the way they've recruited the, the offensive yeah. line. And he, I mean... You trust that staff to to develop the talent they're getting. So yeah, yeah over on Iowa State, and I'm actually going to make that my lock. Ooh, wow! I have Iowa State at seven and three. Oof. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm I, I'm going over on Iowa State actually as well. I like them. Um, I, the defense it, it, last year it was good, but it wasn't like maybe as good as people thought it was going to be. They had like everybody coming back. Everybody expected them to be really, really dominant. And they just kind of disappointed a little bit, especially on that third yeah. down. But uh, not, they weren't bad. But, you know, they do lose a couple guys. You guys didn't bring Ray Lima, stud up front, and Mar- Marcel Spears, who was a fixture for them for the past few years, tackling machine at linebacker. So losing those guys is going to hurt. But like you said, they did lose Jake Juan Bailey early on last year. So he was able to get another year eisworth was hurt most of last year playing hurt. yeah it wasn't as effective as he was maybe in previous year so i think that he was even be... hurt he had a an ankle that that true hobbled him a little bit so. who was i'm sorry brock purdy oh right 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 right. yep so i think they're gonna be better on both sides of the ball maybe a little bit better on defense and maybe a little bit better on offense just slightly so but that's good enough i think to to get him over so i'm i'm I, i'm gonna agree with you guys and go over by the way We're talking all... about players uh leaving after after last year we i feel like we tend to focus on the team this year which i think makes sense but sometimes we forget some of the guys that left so just remembering back to ou we didn't even mention kenneth murray obviously a huge loss oh, for the yeah. defense neville gallimore up front but sure. everybody else coming back that's why we're still still high in the defense yeah yep absolutely we're all we're all bending our hats just like matt campbell we're all in favor of <laughs> the cyclones this year all right so now we're going to get into our third tier and at number five, we've got the West Virginia Mountaineers. Mm, whoa. They're, yeah. This is yeah. <laughs> Might be surprising. <laughs> the over-under is set at four and a half. What, uh, what are you seeing, Michael? Yeah. We, oh, Michael. Sorry. Ryan, come on, man. Ryan, Ryan he wants to get to it. He's, he's, I think, the highest on them, maybe. Or maybe Trey, but. Yeah. Apparently, uh, we all, all are. The, well, I wasn't quite as high as you guys, even though we, we averaged our rankings together and they came out fifth. But uh, so I maybe would have had them sixth or seventh, but I, I am higher on them than than most people, I think. So I think they're going to get better quarterback play this year. I like the way Jarrett Deggy played at the end of last season, the, the transfer from Bowling Green. I think he's going to be a major upgrade, at least to the production that Austin Kendall had last year. Austin Kendall wasn't wasn't very good. Um Six of the top seven receivers are back, including their star sophomore, Sam James. 
the big question is the running game. It was pathetic last year. Yeah, just it's nuts how bad it was. So so bad. I want to say like no one on the team averaged three and a half yards per carry. At least I don't know how they won. Is what they went five games last year, or they I think five and how, seven was their record. How they year? do that with that bad of a ground game? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, that is a concern, and they lose their best O lineman, Colton McKivitt. So ugh, questionable O line, but that's why they're tier three minor, here. Minor details. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, defensively, I, I like the defensive line with the Stills brother, especially of course Darius Stills, a, a major NFL prospect, but also his little brother Dante. Um, Sean Mahone's a really good safety. Outside of that, not a, a ton of proven talent on the defense, so it's not like it's it's going to be great. But I think it should be improved. Overall, I just I think I this is a bet on Neil Brown. I, I just trust a year two jump. He had a big jump in year two at Troy, so I'll uh, I'll go over here. Yeah, I, I I agree. This is my fifth over already out of five teams. I promise you, my Whoa. unders are coming. I know. Bullish. I'm six. I got I, it's six six overs, four unders on this podcast for me. Um, okay, maybe I should have taken another under, but. I'm just what I'm feeling, guys. So <laughs> okay, it's gonna work. Anyways, uh, I, to me, brilliant move by Neil Brown to keep the red shirt on on Jarrett Dagey, only playing in four games last year. I don't think it's any coincidence he showed up in the fourth to last game last year, um, and per- so he preserved his eligibility. Now he's got two full years with Dagey as the quarterback, um, and there's no doubt he's better than Austin Kendall. It was a different different team, and Kendall was very inefficient for the time he was in there, um, but. I mean, with the ground game as pathetic as it was, and they still had those the those five wins, and they were close in a lot of the losses that they had. Uh, second year jump is going to happen. I those Stills brothers, they both had seven sacks last year. I mean, those are some prairie productive defensive linemen that they have. So yeah, I'm I, I like these guys. The, the talent should be a little bit better, but the depth should be a lot better. Um, give me a year two leap for Neil Brown. Yeah, I'm all in on the year two leap for Neil Brown. And you guys have touched on Deggy. And it was frustrating last year because I didn't really know their plan with Deggy. Because throughout the whole year, I kept thinking, I remember yeah. him transferring from Bowling Green. I was like, he's he's good. Like, he's solid. And then he proved it in his last four games or three games, whatever it was. Um, I really am am buying Deggy there. Uh, but, you know, what? you guys mentioned the the rushing woes. They didn't score a rushing touchdown after October 5th. <laughs> that bad it's not That's, good it's pretty amazing but um but when i look at their schedule this year because i'm i am buying the leap i think they're going to improve with daggy i'm not really concerned they and they've addressed they know that uh, that the running game was a weakness so even if it, it you got to think it's going to improve at least a little bit but i was looking at their schedule they have a chance to get some confidence in their first six games as really all their tough games are in the back half so if they get in a groove i feel like that they could maybe even pull an upset come November. So that's another reason why I went over on the Mountaineers and I made them my lock. Mm. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. Moving on to number six team. We're still here in tier three and it is Baylor. Their season win total is set at six. The under is a a big favorite at minus one forty five. And Ryan, last year, Baylor was your team. You uh, picked them to, to win the big 12 title. They, Almost did it, but we still got yeah, a lot of they, for that. Two so. heartbreaks versus OU. Really unbelievable. Two stabs yeah. in both of my chests here. This oof. So All right. Anyways, are you in on them again? I the love affair is over. Oh. It's, it's year to year, man. You can't just, you know, you gotta yeah. go with what you feel. So 
you know, uh, it's hard to, you know, one year is a long time to be married. Uh, as they say, <laughs> wow. the Seinfeld quote, as like they say. <laughs> remember Seinfeld? There was a, uh, somebody might've got that, but it was like, I actually, oh, I'm yeah. a huge Seinfeld buff, but I don't remember. Yeah. He's like, Oh, well, two years is a long time to be married. <laughs> uh, sounds, sounds a little Jerry. familiar, but uh, I like it. Surprised you don't remember that. Sounds like something Jerry would say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm down on them. I, I'm going under here on Baylor. Um, it was a defense that carried them last year, 100%. That defense was, to me, that was the best defense in the conference. They were hard hitting. They were fast. I just remember watching them. There's like, they come with the wood, man, and they're just flying all over the place. That defense was really special. And I know Dave Aranda coming in, the new head coach. Um, he's, yeah, he's a defensive guru, defensive guy, but with only a couple returning guys on that side of the ball, uh, new system, I just think it's going to be an uphill battle. There's no way that they're going to be anywhere close to as good as they were on that side of the ball. And on offense, I just think they're going to be pretty similar to what, to what they were last year. I mean, Charlie Brewer's back, which, you know, he's a solid quarterback for sure, but he's not elite. Like some of the other guys around the country Um, He's a little limited. He's got a good legs and decent arm, but he's not amazing. So, and then, you know, they, they lose Denzel Mims. So one of their, maybe their best player on offense. So the old line has been pathetic. So I, I don't think it's going to really change all that much. Maybe they can slightly improve, but I just think the offense is about the same defense drastically goes under and kind of puts more pressure on the offense to have to be better. So they might have to, you know, put, put more pressure on Charlie Brewer, which could be bad. So I'm, I'm under on Baylor, um, thought about making it my lock, but I'm holding off. Can't go that (laughs) drastic of a change, you know, Yeah, and positive to lock negative. Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm going under as well. They were just, they were such a, a fortunate team last year they won four yeah, conference games by five or less like it just seemed every weekend I, I, granted they did have the two heartbreakers to heartbreak losses so yeah they, they did have that but that's not going to happen again this year they're not going to have they were also plus 11 in turnover margin that yeah, Drew, like you, that. You, you talked about the the defense how strong they were that's it's just not going to be the case this year even with aranda it was weird that that happened though because the year before they were like one of the worst teams in the country at forcing turnovers. And I remember yeah. with what we were talking about. Michael was so low on Baylor because of that. And was uh, I? Wait, you, I'm you always, compared no, them he to, usually he likes to go back to, to the mean. Huh? Uh, usually I Michael th- said it would fall back to the. Yeah. Oh, I mean, average, maybe turnovers right? are so kind of. Maybe it was a well, whatever. Michael Pookie. made the point where he kept comparing Baylor to Oregon State. And he was like, well, if they can get out of the company of Oregon State, then they might be better off. But maybe. that does sound familiar. So. Yeah. Ryan has a. Anyway, you, you really remember. I do remember last that. Year. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. That one sticks now, out. The other was kind of a big call for me last year. <laughs> yeah. But they just, to me, they lose. It's kind of, it's easy to say. It just kind of doesn't seem like doing the hard hitting analysis, but they just lose too much production. The, the coaching staff turnover. Um, the six just seems a little, little too high for me. So I got to go under. I'd just be surprised if they won, if they went seven and three. Yeah, I, I think. The the number just kind of necessitates going under. I think six is 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 too high, um, especially with a team that's 127th in returning production. But I don't think it's all doom and gloom. I think there's a chance that they could be a good team this year. I don't think the bottom is just going to f- fall completely out uh, under them. So like the talent and experience on offense, Ryan, you brought that up. Offense should yeah. be fine. And they did bring in some transfers on defense to to address some issues. William Bradley King, on the edge coming from uh, Arkansas State. He was first team all Sun Belt. He should be really good. Uh, they got Dylan Doyle, uh, a linebacker from Iowa, who yeah, apparently, apparently they really like. Um, he hasn't you know, proven a whole lot yet, but 
supposedly he's looked good in camp. Um, so, and Larry Fedora, I think, is a potentially a solid hey, hire at he offensive might be coordinator. Going to Southern Miss. What's that? He might be going to Southern Miss. Oh, really? Oh, now Southern Miss, their head coach just stepped down. So, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, weird anyway. Deal. You see what he's, he's like? Oh, I'm a full support of this. I think it's ready for a new leadership. He says, Hobson, Jace Hobson said that. Well, it's better than just getting fired, I guess. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I oh, guess. It's like, really? After one game, you figure that out? You can figure that out before? Like, <laughs> Baylor is also, Baylor said the same thing when you broke up, when they divorced, when you divorced them. They're like, oh, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're happy that Ryan's not cheering for us this year. We're in full support of it's Ryan. It's bulletin going board material for them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. I don't know right. what I was saying, but anyway, I'm going under as well. It's it's just the number's too high. Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, all right, moving on to uh, our next team here in tier three, we have the TCU Horn Frogs. They're over under set at six, so pretty high number again. Uh, the under is the heavy favorite there um, as well. So yeah, Trey, what do you think about the Horn Frogs? You you like yourself some Gary Patterson? I I really do, and. I really wanted to just go all in on, on TC this year, but they've had in the last few weeks, they have had some tough luck. First of all, it's a shame there's a, there's been a COVID outbreak. So they have to postpone their, their game against SMU and the iron skillet. That was supposed to be this week that got postponed. So that's unfortunate. Uh, I was actually just on a personal, note, I was looking forward to watching that game. Yeah. Uh, and then of course the bigger news was Max Duggan being out indefinitely after discovering a, a heart issue. Um, so th- the timetable on that is completely unknown, uh, really at this point. So that's a, obviously a big loss when you lose your starting quarterback, you know, weeks before, before the season, it looks like it'll be the Georgia walk on, uh, transfer Matthew Downing, but he's getting pressure from uh, a Juco transfer as well. There's just right now, I guess there's just too many red flags for me to take the over, which like I said, it's unfortunate because I was I, all off season. I kind of thought I'd be bullish or going over on them um but now that their smu game got canceled it's looking like their first two games are going to end up being against iowa state and at texas so there's a realistic chance they're they might start zero and two in the cellar so that's that's tough for me but i did want to touch on a couple of the good things let you guys get the rest but they they will have one of the better defenses in the conference especially on the back end they got guys like Ardarius washington safety trayvon morig um, he was second on the team in tackles. They got an LSU transfer uh, on the edge. He's going to be an edge rusher, Marcel Brooks. He was a five-star in the 2019 class. He got declared eligible because he's got some family issues in the the town uh, near near Fort Worth. Um, they they also they they do lose Jalen Rieger at receiver, but they got the Nebraska transfer JD Spielman, so he should fit yeah. in well. He's eligible. Um, and then they also my last point is they brought in. Um, uh, one of the top running back recruits in Zach Evans, but just the, just the clouds of the unknown at quarterback, the scheduling. Now I just, it kind of threw me off. So I, I had to lean under. Yeah. Even, even with the juice uh, plus plus one thirty five over, you know, that they're, they're, or the, you know, the benefit they're giving you there. I don't think, I don't think I can do it. I think I, I got to go under offense has been a problem for years. Now they, they can't get a quarterback last year. Duggan was, at least showed some promise. He was, you know, a good runner and passing. He was really efficient last year, but there was hope because he was such a highly recruited player that he would take that step forward this year. Now I just, I just don't have any hope really at that quarterback position unless, you know, Downing stuns us. I, I don't, I don't see it being. I, I see them being maybe the worst 
in terms of quarterbacks in the in the uh, Big 12. And just losing their best skill players from last year, good portion of the O-line. I know the defense is good, but not good, not elite to, to be able to carry that offense. So yeah, I'm going under. Yes, I am going under here as well. That is, I mean, it's, it seems like having them go to have to go seven and three to beat you. Wow, that is a tall task when you're going to be starting a former walk-on quarterback, uh, young guy, not much talent to work with, offensive line of shambles, defense is good, yes, but they did lose a lot of production from last year. Ross Blacklock left early to go to the NFL defensive lineman. They only got 22 sacks last year. Some of them had a good defense, but they didn't get near the amount of pressure that they're used to. Um, so I'm not seeing it with TCU this year really at all. Um, I think they'll have them and Kansas might have the two worst offenses in, in the conference. Well, K-State might have a bad one too, but anyways, uh, they still have Skyler Thompson. Um, <laughs> so anyways, I'm going under and I'm going to make TCU under my lock. I think they'd be lucky to get to five and five, honestly. Well, ouch. Sorry. Yeah. No, I so told you the unders were coming. Just <laughs> So we go from one purple team to another. The Kansas State Wildcats are number eight team. They are, their over-under is set at five and a half with their under as well. A big favorite at minus 175. Michael, which way are you leaning with them? Uh, I like K-State. I, I think they should have been a little bit higher on our list. I think I had them maybe sixth, sixth or seventh. They're solid. Skylar Thompson is uh, is a pretty good quarterback. We, like like we've mentioned, he's he's got the running ability. He's reasonably efficient through the air. Uh, he's got a couple of promising sophomore receivers and Malik Knowles and Joshua Youngblood, who was great as a as a return guy. They're going to try and get him more involved in the offense this season. Running back by committee. I don't worry too much about that. The O line is the the big question mark. They lose five <laughs> starters, uh, but you know I I just think. K-State recruits and develops that position. I, I trust the coaching staff with Chris Kleiman to, to get the most out of the talent. So hopefully they can remain decent and still have a, a, a solid running game. And the defense I like. They, they lost some, some good pieces on the defensive line. But Wyatt Hubert, one of the best defensive ends in one of the best pass rushers at defensive end in the conference. They get their best linebacker, Justin Hughes, back from an ACL tear. Secondary returns four starters after finishing second in the conference in uh in passing yards allowed. So I, I think even though the line is high, uh, which it seems like a theme here, five and a half is a little higher than I would like since I'm getting plus plus one forty five over. I guess I'll, I'll take that over. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going under. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Clement Cle- Cle- did a great job last year. No doubt about it. He was surprised everybody getting those eight wins. And a lot of folks were, I mean, just shocked by that. But I mean, he was gifted a very experienced team last year. Um, and it all started up front with that offensive line. I think I give so much credit to that line as to how they were able to surprise people last year. All, all five were seniors. All five were good players. Been around. See you later. Uh, now have to replace everybody. That's that's how Cleveland got his his calling card. I mean, that's the, I think that's the strength of like how he got North Dakota State going. That strong offensive line that helps you run the ball, control the game. Um not going to have that this year. I think they're going to struggle to run the ball. Skylar Thompson is not. He's an efficient passer because he didn't have to throw very much in my eyes. I don't think he's a very good passer at all. Um, so I, I think this could be maybe arguably the worst offense in the Big 12. It's going to be a tight battle between those other schools I already mentioned. But they're, 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 they're going to be really, really struggling. And it's going to affect the defense as well. So, um, yeah. And they don't have a ton returning on the line. 
nah, just, yeah, I'm under on them. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm agreeing with Ryan on under, but I, I fall in between you guys. Ryan's pretty vehemently one way and Michael's at least a little more optimistic. <laughs> I might be one of the, of us three. I might be the biggest fan of climbing, but right now I just, this year is too hard for me. I want, I really want to see what he can do uh, in year two with so much turnover. Like not only did they lose, we talked about the whole offensive line. It was every single start. And as a team, they had the second most seniors start in the country last year, at least more on the offense. Um, the other thing with the offense is they were number one in red zone offense in the country. So with the lack of the, some of that uh, production going away um, and a natural regression, I don't see that happening. So that led to some of their, their on-field success last year. But, uh, but overall, it's just too many personnel losses for me to say that they're going to go over. Okay. Uh, I hope right now uh, for you guys, you guys are buffering a little bit for me. Hopefully on the audio podcast, it's fine. And I, apologies to the YouTube viewers if, if that's the case. But anyway, moving on to our ninth team here. We're still in tier three uh, and it is Texas Tech. The Red Raiders are their over under set at four and a half. So, what are you thinking here, Ryan? Uh, I'm higher on Texas Tech this year. Uh, four and a half is, I feel like, an appropriate kind of line. Um, so, I'm, I'm going to take the over. Uh, they were four and eight last year, but they were 0 and four in one score games. Um, and really, only two of the games they played, OU and Texas, weren't really competitive. So, they had some bad luck in close games. Um, could have won a few more. Could have gone bowling, really. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of Matt Wells, really, in the long long term, for sure. Um, but I think year two, with the amount of production that they have coming back, uh, I do think they're going to go over. They do lose Jet Duffy at quarterback, but remember, he filled in for the injured Alan Bowman at the beginning of the year. And Duffy ended up having solid numbers. But I think Bowman is uh, probably a little bit better in my eyes. Um, Duffy, he, he, he left to... He's had some issues. He left to yeah. Tulane or something, and then tried to go to Central like Michigan. Central Michigan, yeah. And then they couldn't. They didn't accept his. Uh, uh, I don't know. They accept him on the in the school. So he, I don't know. Anyways, Alan Bohm is the guy, um, and he's got a ton of returning talent. He's got three guys on the line and three out of his top four uh, receivers. And Sir Roderick Thompson at, at running back is a good good running back. So pieces in there are going to have an explosive. Should should have a good offense, and the defense has got a lot going back. They have several starters uh just really three guys that they mainly lose good guys here's the eight interception guy it was douglas coleman i, I knew yeah. they had an eight interception yeah he's gone so that that's gonna be a tough blow um but there were they had a ton of injuries last year that really hurt him and made him one of the worst defenses in the country so that's not like they have much room to go down <laughs> so yeah, they just gives them a lot a lot of room to go up from where they were with all those senior starters that they're supposed to have Expect them to take a jump forward. Offense, defense gets better. They win some close games. Think they're going over. Yeah, and I'm gonna take that plus one twenty money as well, and and go over on the Red Raiders. I really like Alan Bowman when he's healthy, but that's always yeah. been the question mark. Yeah. Unfortunate the last the last couple of years with him. Yeah. But like you said, they returned most of his weapons. Another another stat: they were zero and four in games decided by three or less. So the really close oh, games, three or less. They, I said one score or less. You, you well, wouldn't even one score or less. Yeah, they were. Three they lost some, even worse. They lost some <laughs> tight games, um, and they didn't obviously have uh, Bowman the whole year. Granted, yeah. like you said, Duffy did pretty well. Uh, and then on the defense, 
they, you know, they're not stalwarts by any means, but they return some veterans on all three levels of that, that defense. So they're not going to be totally anemic on that side of the ball. So it's kind of trending to, to over for me as well. Yeah, I hear you guys. The the close games, you know, they're last year they were probably better than their record. Um, so and I see the defense getting better with all they they have coming back. Eli Howard as a defensive end, one of the better ones in the conference. Rico yeah. Jeffers, a solid linebacker. Um, so that side of the ball will get better. I don't see the offense getting much better because we as we keep repeating, Jet Duffy was good. So uh and Alan Bowman also is an injury risk, obviously. That's unfortunately he's been he's been out a lot. So um, that's a concern too. So I think they'll improve, but not quite enough to to hit five wins. So I'll go four and six under. Um, okay. All right. We had a last one. Yes. Here we are. Our tier four. Oh no. Chan- Kansas gets their own tier. Big surprise. <laughs> All right. Yeah. They're over under set at two and a half or um, yeah, two and a half with the under being the heavy favorite on that one. Uh, yeah. So Trey, man, what do you think of Les Miles team this year? I got to go under on them. I mean, last year they're, they're kind of a hard team to predict. I mean, you look at last year, they, they had that resounding win at Boston college, big surprise, but then they come home and lose to coastal Carolina, like 12 to seven or something like that. So they, they're, they're somewhat capable. Yeah. They're somewhat capable, but they're also like, they have these head scratchers. Um, and they almost beat Texas. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, people naturally thought that Les just kind of improved them last year, but in reality, some of the metrics uh, didn't really prove that. They didn't really do a whole lot. They actually scored, you know, we look just solely at the offense. They actually scored less last year than they did the year before for whatever that's worth. I will say, though, they made an offensive coordinator change in the middle of last year. Um, Brent Deerman, he took over midway. They did at least take a little bit of a step forward. So hopefully with some continuity in the off season, that'll, that'll help. Um, it looks like the quarterback again, will be McVitie. Uh, and then I, I don't know. Kendrick. I think yeah. miles Kendrick seems to be the favorite. The, okay. He's, he's got the running ability, but that, it's kind of funny. We kind of have that. that. We kind of thought last year, Kendrick was going to get more run and then it was McVitie. So I don't know who knows. It could change, but and to your point, right? Yeah. It's a competition. It's, it's a competition. And then the other, the other factor with the offense is they they lose their second leading rusher Khalil Herbert to transfer uh, to Virginia Tech, but they still got Puka Williams coming back. So that's a he's he's awesome. Like he's a yeah, great he's, piece. he's a he's a piece to uh, great piece to have. Um, now when I look at some of the games in terms of how they're going to get to to the over, they're only a slight favorite against uh, against yeah. Coastal Carolina in their non conference game. <laughs> and then you you look in the Big Twelve, they're most likely going to be an underdog underdog in almost every game, if not. Everyone, depending on well, the the scenarios, it'd be a shock if they were in favored against any team in the Big Twelve. Maybe they could have some home game, but but either way, yeah. the other factor that I did not even know this, I had to look this up to to be true. They haven't won two Big Twelve games since two thousand eight. Ooh, wow! Whoa, <laughs> they have wow. won zero or one every year for what eleven, Ugh. twelve years. That's incredible. Wait, oh nine, they didn't. I thought oh, oh wow, well that's crazy. It's, it's I guess that's when the. Okay, because so 07, 07 was their 07 year. 07 was the year they went 12 and, and then oh, yeah. they were had, I think, maybe like eight, eight just wins and then the, they the god The gods were like, you, Kansas went 12 wow. and 1. We have to yeah, take you're done for no, at least yeah. two decades. It's a shame, wow. but uh, I just need them to to prove that they can win <laughs> That's over. They got to be coastal games. and win two then. That's tough. Yeah. That's why I went under. Yeah. 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 I, 
The only thing to like about Kansas, I feel like, is the the skill talent. They've got three pretty good senior receivers coming back. And like you said, Puka Williams, he would be a star if he weren't playing for Kansas uh, yeah. at running back. But everywhere else, they're bad. The, the defense is the <laughs> worst in the Power Five. It, it's just... There's there's not much to like here. So uh, and they're 126th in returning production. Yeah, I know they. <laughs> it's not like they're bad. I may ever lose everybody. Yeah, exactly. So so yeah, yeah. I'm going under. Yeah, it, just pray Puka doesn't get hurt because then they'll really have no no chance. Uh, and he's fun to watch, dude. Puka is he was awesome. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is an easy answer. It's under. Uh, even with all the plus money that you could get going over, just no conceivable way that I can ask them to get two Big Ten, Big Twelve wins. So. Yep, going under. Okay, but they might beat Texas. That's always <laughs> right. a possibility. They'll beat somebody. Right. They'll beat somebody this year. They they won't go yeah. winless. Who who was their win last year? They beat oh Texas Tech, right? Yeah, that, that was, was a oh, crazy that was a game. Heartbreaker for Texas. Oh Tech. my gosh. Yeah, I think what happened was I want to say Kansas was, was per- attempting the game winning field goal. Yeah, some- it was something like hey, that. No, Texas no. Tech, or Texas Tech blocked it and tried to run it back, or maybe I'm getting it. Something exactly. like that. And then they fumbled it back to them. And then Kansas got another chance and made it. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. They, That's I know what Kansas happened to Nebraska two chances. Them like 10 years ago. Yeah. Kansas mm. got two chances. But either way, it's crazy. Okay. There's uh, the 10 Big 12 teams. That makes sense. <laughs> we'll uh, recap the over-unders here. So if you're watching on YouTube, uh, all three of us agreed on the over for Texas, over seven and a half wins. Uh, we all agreed over Iowa State, six and a half wins, and I made it my lock. All of us were under on Baylor and under on TCU, both under six wins, and Ryan made TCU his lock. We were all over on West Virginia, and Trey made that his lock. A lot of agreement here. Yeah. The last one we're all unanimous on was uh, Kansas. Under six out of the half. ten. Rock to yeah. agreement. There you go. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's let's take a look at the tiers now. On our tier, we had Oklahoma. Still think, you know, until proven otherwise, it's kind of like with uh, Ohio State and Clemson, the ACC. You kind of just have to. Well, we did put them on put a tier Notre- by themselves. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Sorry, we, I thought we put Notre no, Dame we didn't. We, we put Notre Dame on the same tier as Clemson. It was a mistake. It was yeah, a mistake. Fair. Yeah, we just didn't want to slice it too thinly. I think you know we wanted yeah. to have four tiers. But anyway, uh, number one tier, Oklahoma. Number two, Texas, Oklahoma State. Iowa State. Number three tier, West Virginia, Baylor, TCU, K-State, and Texas Tech. And the fourth tier, Kansas. What do you guys think about these tiers? Did you have to think about any of them? or I, I think the tiers themselves were pretty straightforward and simple, compared, especially compared to the ACC. But when you look forward to some of the other conferences as well, I think this will be about as easy as it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what, uh, what would you change here? Uh, it just doesn't I can't come. I mean, what would you aside from the order, maybe in some of them, but well, that's the thing. The tiers fall into place perfectly. And, and it makes sense too, because yeah, on every tier you could like those tiers two and three, you could swap them up in any order. Like Texas Tech is last on tier three of, of the five teams. They could easily end up the best of that tier. Yeah. And like Texas, Oklahoma and Iowa state was really, really, really hard for me to decide who was going to be second or fourth. I was, Essentially, yeah. I mean, almost flipping a coin. But if you told me that Iowa State, at, who was our fourth, if you told them, told me they were going to be second, I would not be surprised whatsoever. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Let's uh, go to our next segment here. And it is my turn to be on the hot seat. 
Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, All right. So taking into account the odds, who is the best bet for the Heisman in the conference? So the main choices are Spencer Rattler, nine to one, Sam Ellinger, 12 to one and Chuba Hubbard at 20 to one. And I just kind of threw out Chuba Hubbard because nine of the past 10 winners are quarterbacks. And the only running back was for Alabama. So nothing against him. He's going to have a monster year, but I I wasn't going to bet him. I'm going with Spencer Rattler before Baker Mayfield was coached by Lincoln Riley. He had one inefficient season at Texas Tech. Kyler Murray had one really inefficient season at A&M. And under Riley's tutelage, they both won the Heisman. So I think Riley can take a five-star and and make him pretty good uh, in his system. So, yeah, I would take uh, Rattler plus 900. Yeah, that's can't argue against that one. Um, all right. So, Michael, which Big 12 head coach will be the next to leave or get fired? This is very tough because, well, I guess it shouldn't be tough because Tom Herman is the only one that is on yeah. the hot seat. But I'm very high on Texas this year, and I love the way they've recruited. So I'm going to cautiously say that that he's going to survive for the next several years. And I'll bet on Lincoln Riley and Matt Campbell not to leave for for bigger jobs. So I'm going to I'm going to go bold here. Just kind of make a random shot in the dark. I'll say Gary Patterson after the 2021 season is going to step down after four straight mediocre seasons. Yeah, I could see it. All right, if you could add one player from a team not planning to play in the fall to a Big 12 team, who would you choose? Okay, so OU and Texas, I think, already have enough talent to be legit playoff contenders. You could argue that for Oklahoma State as well, maybe a little bit more questionable, but I want my Cyclones to to have that sort of upside. And I love the defense, love the quarterback, Brock Purdy, love the receiving core. I don't know about love, but I like the receiving core. I just want to bolster that offensive line. So give me Penny Sewell from Oregon at left tackle. And I think with him, they could legit become a, a dark horse playoff threat. Now I know Penny Sewell is sitting out the season, but yeah, it's make believe land. That was the circumstances. Yep. All right, uh, Michael, who has the best name in the Big 12? Okay, a lot of choices here. Charleston yeah. Rambo, wide receiver for OU, is pretty kicker the kicker for Texas, <laughs> but I'm going to go with Iowa State's kicker who has a, a last name that is the the intellectual's way of saying uh, a bodily orifice. I'm going to go Connor <laughs> Ass Alley. Yep. Yep. <laughs> nice. Literally translates to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on from that, <laughs> uh, let's make our Big 12 championship picks. Who, uh, who are you taking, Ryan? Uh, I'm going pretty conventional here. Uh, well, on the, on as far as who's going to make it, uh, I'm taking Oklahoma and Texas in the championship game. Uh, but I'm going to take the Longhorns uh, to win it all. I think they can okay. uh, knock off OU finally. Any particular reason? No. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were trying I mean, I so guess... much, man. I love Ellinger. Senior year, senior leadership. They have yeah. this is the year for Texas. I'm I'm banking on it. Like they have so much coming back. Everything's kind of falling into place. It seems like it's taken forever for the, all the pieces to come into place. This is the time I'm gonna go for it for, for yeah. Texas. Okay. I mean I, I almost went there because I think the gap is narrower between you this year than it has been for a while. 
but I went OU over Texas, just boring pick. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to make a specific prediction here. I'm going to say Gabe Burkich, their kicker who was perfect last year. He's uh, he's going to hit a game winning 38 yard field goal to win the big 12 championship. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be great. I like it. All right. I, I wanted, I really did think about Texas and even Iowa state, but uh, yeah. To, to, to and then potentially to knock off OU, but I'm just until you until they uh, can prove it to me, I just got to say the Sooners are the top dog. So I also was OU Texas with OU winning. I love Iowa State this year too. Obviously, I made them my my overlock, but I guess I just really like Texas and also the, the the thing going against Iowa State. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but they're on the road against the other two tier two teams. Oh, so yeah. they're on the road against Oklahoma State and Texas. That's that's rough. Yep. Yep. Even if home field advantage is diminished this year a little bit. Yep. All righty. Is that it? Are we ready uh, Ready to move on to the questionable finish? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. Matt Rule led Baylor to one of their best seasons of all time last year before leaving for the NFL. Name a time when you gave someone a tough act to follow. This one's this one's easy for me. I got to go back to the beginning of my life. I'd have to say at birth when oh. you two you two were born after me. I mean, it's tough to follow in my footsteps. Wow, wow. I don't know about <laughs> I that. Feel like uh, I handled it very well. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna come right back at you, Trey, because Ryan, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but a few years ago we were golfing and on a par three, I hit it. I think within like ten feet. Pretty good shot. Tough act to follow. But Ryan <laughs> stepped right up and hit a hole in one. Sure Boom. did. Ah, sure did. Ah. Wow. Ray, do you have a hole in one? <laughs> it's just like every episode, somehow the question ties. <laughs> when the questionable finish is back in the podcast, that's when it gets brought up. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. I still don't, still don't have one, guys. Breaking news. Yeah, still uh, don't have that's one, too probably. bad. It's too bad. I'm sure it'll happen sometime. <laughs> uh, all right. For me, it was uh, last year when I was coaching. I had just a three-point shooting contest with uh, another coach. I was so we just did one mano a mano, and you had to do it was like a kind of around the world, but you do five in each spot. So five in the corner, wing, yeah. top of the key, like wing, the, uh, corner, three-point contest, right? Exactly, just like that. And I made twenty-four out of the twenty-five. Holy! What? And I went first. And so the guy behind the next coach after was like, uh, he didn't even try. Like, there's no <laughs> like Larry Bird. Not gonna work. Not gonna work. Yeah, that right. was my. Uh, I was on. Ryan I was on fire that day. Ryan can shoot. Wow. Uh, feeling the heat, Tom Herman made changes at both offensive and defensive coordinator. What is the best offseason move that you made? Uh, I canceled cable. Ooh, saved a hundred bucks, hundred bucks a month saving. I didn't lose any channels because we got Apple TV and uh, have a hookup for some some usernames. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you got you got everything. You got CBS Sports. You got Big Ten Network. You got ACC Network. All that. Uh, maybe ACC Network. I am not positive on. Uh, maybe okay. I'll find that out shortly. But. Yeah, we might find it out this weekend. <laughs> it's been a while, but it was a good okay. move during the off season for sure. Uh, yeah. For for me, I haven't missed it at all yet. So, all right, well, that's good. Uh, adding a YouTube element to to the podcast, just another way for people to find us, and uh, it's actually not a ton of extra work for me. So, good. I like we it. like that. Uh, me, I guess with the recent times, quarantine times made me do like more legitimate workouts, not just kind of running or cardio, 
which I would kind of pretend to do, but still do, uh, doing different exercises, weights, different, uh, different, different work. I mean, very little, we're not, we're not putting up big numbers here. We're just, (laughs) it's not about the numbers. It's just, I never used to really do it. So now I've done it a little bit and, uh, just around the house. Cool. All right. Uh, last one, give one bold prediction for the big 12 that even you don't totally believe. And I'm going to go first here. And you know what? I think I kind of believe it. Texas is back. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Last year, despite the record, eight and five record they were 15th in Sagarin and that was with an inexperienced team that was with a ton of injuries this year it's coming together Tariq Black thousand yards receiving and Texas is back (laughs) if you say it enough it will happen yep yeah I'm gonna go even bolder Brock Purdy is gonna be the offensive player of the year okay it's tough when you've got Oklahoma Oklahoma offense in the quarter uh, in the conference and then even like Sam Ellinger. But I just, yeah. I said it earlier, he had so much production last year, even with kind of a shaky offensive line. He has all of his favorite targets are pretty much back. He's got Brees Hall, the running back to kind of help him. I just think, uh, I think uh, Purdy's gonna have a big year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Could happen. Um, mine was um, that I think West Virginia is going to finish above one of those teams in the tier two. Well, they'll finish above Whoa. in the final rankings. Oklahoma State, Texas, or, oh, wow. that or is- um, uh, Iowa State. Iowa State. Yeah, they'll f- West Virginia will jump one of those teams. Wow. Okay. West Virginia fans are going to like us this episode. We are no. definitely. I have we had many interaction with West Virginia fans. I haven't. The Mountaineer wagon. Well, now we will. True. We have we have one that, that I know of that listens. What's up, Trav? Dude. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Oh, that's right. Did we? I wonder Wait, if we, no, we have any one. We have uh, Chelsea. Chelsea's a West Virginia fan. Oh, sweet. Okay, there you go. Uh, all right. Anyway, thanks for listening to the College Football Bros podcast. Oh, let me turn off this music. Oh, Take me home, West Virginia. No, I don't have that. We'd probably <laughs> have to pay money if we played that. But uh, we're gonna be back on Thursday morning to preview kind of a you know not a full weekend of games but a pretty good one so we will uh talk to you then you've been listening to the college football bros if you have any questions for the next podcast email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com to keep up with the brothers on social media like them on facebook at college football bros follow them on instagram at college football bros and for their commentary on saturdays Follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.